Okay. I had one so, quick. Yeah, go ahead, Frank. Sorry, I was just looking at the appreciations of the old, the script, and I hadn't updated them. Is there? Should I put in different names for this week? I've listed all the musicians. Um, so I'll just use what's on the screen. Yeah, and okay. I, and then I would just say an appreciation to everybody on our staff. Um, okay. Who've just okay. Met, again been so super. Um, there, I'm trying to let you take, um, if you, you know what, actually, Brian, if you could take a quick look at the West, hey, Robin, I'm just about to go onto Facebook. Yes, Elise, we do know. Thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us. Um, Brian, would you be willing to um, pop onto the West website? Just take a look and see yeah. about upcoming events um, this week that folks might want to join if there are any that have gone online, like a book club or, um, you know, a gathering like that. That would be okay. awesome. Robin, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Okay, so I am going to <clears throat> get us live on Facebook. Let's see if that works. And as folks are joining, we are delighted to have you with us. Robin, I'm hoping that Facebook Live is going to go up shortly. Looks like we are live streaming now. I don't think so. Hello, folks. It is great to have you with us. I'm going to. <laughs> see if I can separate out some things here. All right. Great. What are you all seeing on your um, on your share here? Hi, Adrian and Lisa. Hi, Kate. Great to have you with us. Good morning, Trang and Eileen. Facebook slightly behind. No problem. That's not a surprise. What are folks? Ah, here we go. Okay, there we go. I think now we're able to see our presentation. Hopefully folks are looking at a, um, yes, see it now. All right, Rachel, good to have you with us. All right, Sonia, good morning. The Pfeiffer Coopers are here. We are glad to have you. We are expecting friends from um, the Asheville Society again and uh, from other places, um, other ethical societies. And we're so excited to have with us as a speaker this morning, uh, the Reverend Dr. David Breeden. So I'll say just a little bit more about him later, but um, boy, we, we've got music from folks at First Unitarian in Oakland and people in Italy. And we are really um, feeling that connection this morning. Roberta, great to have you here. Sue, glad to have you here. Susan and Naomi, fantastic to have everybody joining us. And I know that there are folks over joining us on Facebook as well. So if you're there, 
I can't see your chat right now um, because I'm stuck in Zoom world, but we are really glad to have you with us on Facebook. Hope that you're saying hello there and I'm glad to have our folks with us on Zoom who are all saying good morning to each other. Sonia says she's really excited about our speaker. Me too, Sonia. As we did last week, we'll give just a little, um, um, a little bit more um, uh, time uh, to make sure that all of our folks are able to join us. Sometimes it takes a minute, I know, to find that Zoom link. We've got Abigail and Donna, Karen, Peter, Art. So glad to have all of you here. Justine is with us, fantastic. And over on Facebook, we've got Sarah and Elizabeth and Lynn. Great to have you on Facebook. That is so awesome. I want to give a big thank you. Good morning, Jeff. I want to give a big thank you to Robin on our staff who um, has been making it possible for so many of our programs to go virtual. And in particular, this week created tiny URLs so that you can just type in a very short address um, to get to our platform every Sunday and um, to our coffee hour afterward. Yes, thank you so much, Robin, says Kate. Definitely, we are very appreciative of that, making it easy for us to stay connected. I'm really grateful for that. Wayne and Johnny are here. Robin's sending hearts in thanks, I think, here. And Dara's with us. Yeah, Theo, hey, it's great to see you. Theo's thinking, well, gosh, I can't see myself. That's right. We are on a Zoom webinar for our platform, which means that unlike a meeting where you can see all the people who are with you, on a Zoom webinar, you're going to just see the few people who are presenting. So that's gonna be me and Brian Pashigian, our officiant, and David Breeden, our speaker. And the rest of you are on chat with each other. Our coffee hour is in a meeting. So at coffee hour, we have the opportunity to get to all see each other. Leanne and Brian are here. We've got our first folks from uh, the Asheville Ethical Society here. So glad to have you. June, good morning, and Ben and Ricky, great to have you. And Elizabeth is on with her knitting. Roll call, how many people are uh, have their knitting with them? I suspect more than one. Susquehanna Valley Ethical Society is here. That is awesome. Sarah's knitting as well. That's great. I love it. I love it. Mirka and Hunter and the adorable um, and rather... Um, Barky, perhaps Chestnut is here. Laura's and Adam are here. Laura's hoping that she's going to be able to knit if Lily allows her to. <laughs> Lily's their child. Oh my goodness, it's Mirka's birthday today. So big happy birthday to Mirka. Woohoo! We're going to take just another moment and then get going with our opening words and our opening music. Mirka is now getting a million happy birthdays on our chat. Julie and Margaret are on Facebook. That's fantastic. We're so glad to have you with us. <laughs> Rachel says she's going to sing happy birthday to Mirka as her hand washing song today. I love that. We'll all do that. It takes just the right amount of time. Karen, we're glad to have you here. And Sue, we've got 63 folks with us so far. We'll give ourselves just a little bit more time as we all settle in. I hope everybody is comfortable. Sarah's joining us on Facebook, fantastic. Get your cup of coffee or your tea, your dog or your cat or your snake, your knitting, whatever is gonna work for you. Glad to have Ben and Steve joining us on Facebook as well. Hey. Thank goodness we have this technology and modality for us to be together today. And with that, I want to start us off 
with some opening words. One of the things that has been amazing to me has been the creativity that is uh, coming out of this moment, creativity that has been here with us, but that is being expressed in a particular way. So many of us are having some of the same feelings, the same uh, experiences, and experiencing them in different ways as well. And I am really grateful for the words and the music that people all around the world are sharing at this time. And so I am pulling from those words and that music today for our time together. So our opening words come from Donna Ashworth. History will remember. History will remember when the world stopped and the flights stayed on the ground and the cars parked in the street and the trains didn't run. History will remember when the schools closed and the children stayed indoors and the medical staff walked towards the fire and they didn't run. History will remember when the people sang on their balconies in isolation, but so very much together in courage and song. History will remember when the people fought for their old and their weak, protected their vulnerable by doing nothing at all. History will remember when the virus left and the houses opened and the people came out and hugged and kissed and started again, kinder than before. May it indeed be so. I invite you now to enjoy our opening song. This music is a familiar song sung in a new way because of this moment that history will remember. And as you listen, I invite you to check in in the chat if you'd like, share how you're doing today, or simply listen and watch the beautiful faces and the beautiful music. Wait. 
Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. My name is Brian Pashigian, and my pronouns are he, him, and his. I'm so glad you're joining us this morning. I'm truly glad that you are all here with us, whether you are a weekly regular at WES or joining us for the first time. I feel grateful for the ways that technology is allowing us to be together. And I, in new ways, and we will be sharing more ways that we can continue to be together over the coming week. I invite you to say hello in the comments. Oh, everybody has been saying hello, which has been great. And if you're just arriving now, we hope that you'll join us after the platform service for our coffee or tea or stay in your pajamas hour. And we'll have a Zoom meeting where we can see each other's faces and talk. You're invited to share in the chat throughout our time together this morning. Right now, I encourage you to take a breath, then take another. I hope you have a cup of tea or coffee or water and that you're at home and you're nice and comfortable on your couch and you're ready to be fully present for our time together this morning. Each week, we honor a group at West whose activities relate to our monthly themes. This month, we um, are honoring the Aging in, with Intention group. Aging with Intention is a group of West members in the second half of life who gather to share their hopes and fears about growing older. If you'd like to participate in a supportive bi-monthly discussion group, contact Julie Campbell or Beth Baker. I invite you now to listen to our statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society as a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. I invite you all now to join me at home in reading the candlelighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Brian, thank you. Brian, thank you so much. And thank you to the folks who have been joining us in the last few minutes. And thank you to all of you who are letting us know how the sound is going and um, what you're able to see. All your feedback is so helpful to us. It is indeed really good to be together. I want to invite you now into a time of meditation. Take a moment to breathe.
breathe again, if you will. As you breathe, think of those not with you. Think of those in the house next door, in the apartment on the other side of the wall. Extend your love a little further. Bring to mind those down your block or filling the building. Imagine sending out shoots of love. Send it just a little further. Imagine those throughout your town or city, across the country, all of us aware of our connection so keenly in this moment. Send out your love. Imagine your love traveling over oceans and through the air, encompassing the globe. Send your love a little further. And now as your love has reached out beyond you, as far as you can imagine, begin to feel that love coming back to you. The love from everyone else on this webinar, the love from your neighbors and your town and your city and around the globe. Imagine it coming back to encompass you. I want to invite you as we listen to our next song, which has with it a visual that you might open your eyes to see, or you might simply close your eyes and let the music wash over you. Imagine your love flowing out and imagine love coming back to you. There will be better days. There will be better days. There will be better days. Let the wave wash over me. Let the wave wash over me. There will be better days. I am already under. There will be better days. The wave wash over me. Let the wave wash over me. Let the wave wash over me. Let the wave wash over 
Persisters, a choir part of the First Unitarian Church of Oakland in California, and um, they are sharing their music with congregations around the country with explicit permission to share it in this way and um, as an opportunity for us to feel connected to each other. So I'm so grateful for the music that they've created and the chance to share it with you. And now I am grateful to have a colleague from another congregation with us. We are so glad to have the Reverend Dr. David Breeden. Um, David is the minister, the senior minister at the First Unitarian Society of Minneapolis. And for folks who are not familiar with the intricacies of Unitarian Universalist congregations, that particular congregation is um, known as the flagship, the birthplace of humanism um, within the Unitarian movement and uh, really in many ways kind of the beginning of humanism as a uh, religious body, as a congregational form of humanism um, in, uh, in America. Um, so we are so delighted to have uh, David Breeden with us. He also is the past president of the Unitarian Universalist Humanist Association, and he is a poet and author, does a lot of writing and blogging. You can find that, I think, on Medium and um, uh, also often on the Unitarian Universalist, uh, on the Unitarian Universalist Humanist Association Facebook page. So I'm very grateful for all that he brings to our larger movement and I am really glad to introduce him to all of you. I'm gonna give him the power of speech and <laughs> spotlight his video. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much, Amanda. Um, my wife and I were hoping to be with you today, but uh, events conspired uh, towards something else. But I'm so glad that we can uh, be together by other forum. 
I'd like to begin uh, today with a reading from the uh, British poet W.H. Auden, his poem, September 1st, 1939. That's the day the Nazis invaded Poland, beginning the Second World War. Auden was sitting in a bar in New York City that particular time, and he wrote this. Faces along the bar cling to their average day. The lights must never go out. The music must always play. All the conventions conspire to make this fort assume the furniture of home, lest we should see where we are, lost in a haunted wood, children afraid of the night who have never been happy or good. He goes on to say, there is no such thing as the state, and no one exists alone. Hunger allows no choice to the citizen or the police. We must love one another or die. Well, thinking straight in tough times, um, it's not easy, is it? All my life, uh, people who remembered the Second World War have said, if only we could get together, like during the war. Well, here we go. This is our opportunity. For many of us, national emergencies are a new thing. Many of us remember 9-11, but the emergency was short-lived and immediately diffused into some ill-advised wars. Large and long social dislocations have, fortunately, been rare in the United States. That's uh, a function of privilege, and uh, it's also a thing of the past. Panic hoarding, black marketing, agoraphobia, xenophobia, we've got it all going on just now. My wife, Teresa, who works for a school district, called the other day when she got off work late and said, society as we know it is crumbling and it's difficult to pick up the pieces. I agreed, and then I asked her what she wanted for supper, which about sums up where we are right now. I'm reminded of the Rudyard Kipling poem, if, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs. So my question to myself and anyone who will listen is, uh, how do we uh, keep our heads just now? Well, you know, the Soul Matters theme for the month of March is wisdom, and I'd like to think uh, a little bit today about how to think wisely. I mean, we are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, a national emergency has been declared, city and state emergencies have been declared. Um, you know, there's a lot of emergency and there's a lot of illness and there's a lot of stress. Uh, there's just a whole lot of lotta. So how can we respond wisely? Well, I mean, first of all, we know that catastrophizing isn't wise, magical thinking isn't wise, running around and screaming the sky and is falling isn't wise, so, uh, hmm, you know, what is? Uh, the simple-minded, if you will, picture of how the human brain works divides into, some into what we call the lizard brain, or the limbic system, and the cortex, the part of the brain responsible for cognitive function and our rationality. So I, I want to think a little bit about how our brain works and then how it really works. I mean, that picture is great for a thumbnail summary, but it's misleading as a way of understanding our thoughts. And it can lend credence to old quick fixes out there in fads. The fact is what our brain does, our consciousness, is a product of a constant interaction between all those parts of our brain and more. And our more recent understanding of what we call mind is also uh, very different than what we used to see as sort of the mind in a jar idea of the 50s. Now we know that our mind is a product of emotion and perception and our surroundings and memories and all of that's coming at us all at the same time. So our brains are a marvelous thing and our minds are incredible and our consciousness is complex and marvelous and you know all that wonderful stuff can add up to saying run and hide and it can tell us that the sky is falling so you know how do we think about how we think the way i imagine 
this as a longtime meditator isn't scientific, but it works for me. I call it forward, backward, now, and wandering. Now, if this works for you, great. If you're a little too scientific for it, you know, bear with me for a little bit. We usually think forward, right? What am I doing next? That's our reaction mode. It's uh, how we navigate in the world. We use our perceptions and we're ready to act if some danger comes along and we're always going around anticipating, what next, what next, what next? My father, uh, who had dementia, lost that ability. The last thing I ever did with him was uh, lay carpet. Now, this was a guy who knew how to lay carpet. He'd done it a lot of times. But that last time, he couldn't think of what to do next. There's a corner. We're going to have to go around that corner with the carpet. So you got to get a tool and cut some. But he had lost that ability to think what's next. And so he had lost the ability to care for himself. Thinking forward is our default way of thinking, and it's largely reactive. React, react, react. But also, we, we do think backwards, uh, the location of memory and reason. I know it's more complicated than that, but bear with me. Thinking backwards is one of the places where wisdom comes from. Uh, you know, you may remember the old Norse god Odin gave his right eye to drink from the well of wisdom. And what he learned when he took that big drink of wisdom was old stories and wise sayings, memory, history, and the deep wisdom of human stories. Odin was thinking backwards. There's a technique that's sometimes called walking back the cat. It's how we uh, discover how accidents occurred. And also it's part of the scientific method. Uh, when we do something, we have to be able to reproduce it by going back over those steps again. In the coronavirus outbreak, experts are looking at the history of pandemics and they're looking at models of how infection spreads and they're looking at the results of quarantines and social distancing. Then we have some idea about how the future is going to look. And that's about responding. The third way of thinking is thinking now, in the moment itself, kind of what we were doing in that meditation. It's about contemplation and meditation and mindfulness. You know, the fact is that actually we always live only in this moment. Other times, actually, we're just doing time travel. We remember the past, we predict the future, but actually, the Buddhists are right, we're always here right now. And remembering that can calm anxiety and help us realize that we don't have to act out of habit. We can change the way we respond. Also, mindfulness in the moment can help us observe how our minds work. And we realize that loud chattering voice that we hear saying, react, react, react. That's not us. That's not the center of ourselves. And we can stop that chatter and we could get quiet and get into the moment. Well, then there's those moments that our minds wander. And that's where the creativity and the joy actually come from. The struggle is to keep those modes in mind and learn how to look at how our mind is working. And then how do we think in this crisis? Well, we know how a lot of people are thinking, don't we? Toilet paper, uh, there's a shortage. We, we have to buy all of it now, uh, which of course is why there's a shortage. You know, the, the fact is that Toilet paper is a domestically produced product. Uh, it has a very short supply chain. The average American household uses 100 rolls of toilet paper a year, uh, 8.3 rolls per month if you do the math. Uh, the psychology behind toilet paper hoarding appears to be that when people panic, they run to the store. Toilet paper is cheap, so people feel like they're doing something when they buy a whole lot of cheap toilet paper which of course then creates a shortage, which creates hoarding behavior. And it's a big circle. Now you can see how the thinking forward mechanism, the react now mechanism can get triggered by things like that. But you know, the business guru, Seth Godin, claims that we have three modes of thinking. 
he says, quote, the easiest thing is to react. The second easiest thing is to respond. But the hardest thing to do is initiate. Now, end quote. You see how that react works. It goes with our panic. And the respond, that's the logic part. What's logical given our present pandemic circumstances? Well, uh, well, thinking about backwards a bit, you know, first it's a major social dislocation, as I said earlier, and those don't happen very often. The last major social dislocation in the United States was the Second World War, more than 70 years ago. And in the Great Depression, First World War, and that Spanish flu we are talking about nowadays. But, you know, those are barely within living memory. Most of us have not experienced this before. We know that hoarding behavior, black market behavior, come with the territory in those kinds of social dislocations. I mean, look at the World War II era posters and you will see good object lessons about hoarding. You can read online about the measures that cities took uh, back during that Spanish flu pandemic. Uh, they shut down gatherings of people just as we've done. They limited access to public transportation. Here in the US, the entire nation ground to a halt, but it was too little too late that time. And something on the order of 700,000 Americans died in the Spanish flu with the US population at that time only about 100 million people. So. The same thing today would be taking a whole lot of people away. But out of that experience came serious action and serious medical and scientific study concerning epidemiology. And collectively, we learned lessons that prevented another pandemic for over a century. Not bad, but we've got to do it again today. That's thinking backward, that's reason, that's looking at history and numbers and how to respond. But how do we do what Seth Godin calls the hardest thing? How do we initiate in times such as this? Well, one way is thinking in the now, in the moment. It's getting into our contemplation and meditation. We quiet that voice when we do that, that says react, react, react. And we quiet that voice that says respond, respond, respond. We quiet those imperatives and perceive what's going on right now. And, and if we work on it, we can even find stillness and possibilities begin to arise and new ways of seeing things. And we can suddenly think outside of that proverbial box. One question that I ask myself is, what's my problem right now? And you know, uh, I exper experience and discover it to my total amazement that, you know, usually nothing's wrong with me right now. I'm just worried. I'm time traveling back and forth, which of course I remind myself and you, it doesn't help anybody. In the now, we find the creativity and we innovate and we initiate. Uh, and then there's that last mental state I mentioned, the one that can't be forced, it's the mind wandering. That's where the art and the poetry and the creativity come from. We can set up space for it, but we can't force it. But that's where the aha moments come from. Think of Albert Einstein on the streetcar, thinking for months on that problem, and suddenly he's looking out the window at the raindrops and aha he discovers that E equals MC squared. Now, why are we so afraid to allow our minds to wander? Let's try to set up some times and some means to allow our mind to find that stillness and just wander. Because you know, it, it's a choice, react, respond, or initiate. What are you going to do? Because yes, we live in challenging times. The voices of conspiracies and superstitions have, well, shown themselves to be the hucksters they are, frankly. And at this moment, dedicated and compassionate people all over the globe are joining in this fight with their rationality and their compassion. Back in 1939, W. Shaden caught that moment of fear very well, I think. He wrote, voices along the bar cling to their average day. The lights must never go out. The music must always play. And then Auden asked himself, 
what would happen if they didn't? And he wrote, lest we should see where we are, lost in a haunted wood, children afraid of the night who have never been happy or good. And that was the feel of September 1st, 1939 for a human being who was thinking deeply about it. And it's a feeling many of us are having today. But let's embrace the naked truth, as he says, rather than fear. And so may we practice a wise fearlessness in these times and an unconditional love. And may we be a compassionate stillness in all this chaos. As Auden phrased us, phrased it, it, we must love one another or die. And I agree in this time of crisis, as in all times, he was right. We must love one another or die. Wow, that was great. Um, we'd like to make sure we have time to add some of our own thoughts and reflections to the morning. Sharing our own thoughts on, on the platform, whatever resonates in our own lives. And I invite you to consider um, sharing wisdom that you feel has been helping you through this time. I encourage you to take a moment and whether it's in the Zoom chat or in uh, Facebook chat and the Facebook comments, and I'll try to read a few of the comments um, as I'm able. And uh, Amanda shares I will be Thinking of those ways, thinking forward, backward, now, and wandering. Rob says, keep calm and carry on. I think that gets to the essence of it. 
Um, the fact that though we may be isolated, we are not alone. Elizabeth shares. And Joe shares, thanks. Thank you so much, Perry, for the beautiful playing of that beautiful music. Margaret says, the wisdom of gardening helped me yesterday. Definitely one of my meditative activities with the bonus of being outside. I think we're all trying to find ways to be outside and find ways to spend time. Karen says, Perry, that was beautiful. I was transported. And Rachel shares, one of my friends keeps reminding me, this is hard, but we can do hard things, that this is my new mantra. Aline says, not all who wander are lost. And Adam, something I've been thinking about at my most anxious has been, we know how to beat this and all it takes is listening to evidence. And Sue shares the serenity prayer has been helpful for her. And Peter says, participating in online West activities has helped me ground myself and remember to keep wondering what I need to do each day. I have not yet quite internalized Thomas Paine's determination while he was in jail. Well, thank you all for those comments. We're trying to find different ways to interact and share and engage in, in our large group that we are. I want to now share um, uh, some of our other items for today. Um, just as we share our perspectives, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we give half of all donated cash to a program whose values resonate with our own ethical culture principles. This month, we are sharing the plate with FutureLink. FutureLink provides low-income, first-generation to college young adults with the tools, skills, and resources to achieve lasting economic self-sufficiency through career exploration, mentoring, internships, scholarships, and workshops. So a lot of good work there. There are several ways to give this morning. You're welcome to give on our website, um, ethicalsociety.org, or on the top right of the screen is a link that says give. You can also give by text, by texting the number amount you would like to give and by texting the number on the screen. We will now receive your gifts and the musicians' gifts of music. Coldplay so much. 
<laughs> and uh, um, some appreciations this morning. Um, our amazing musicians, as listed on the screen, and all the staff involved in um, making this morning happen, and the West Band. We also um, want to talk about some of the number of ways we have to connect um, through Zoom this week. And so bear with me, I have the calendar up on the website. It has all the things listed. All, it's been updated with all the Zoom activities. Um, so we have coffee hour at 1045, and we have a, the, our SEEK, Sunday Ethical Education for Kids, at 11.30. And through the week, 1, uh, 1 p.m. every weekday, the kids can check in. And there's a 5.30 adults check-in on Monday. And that adults um, check-in time changes throughout the week. So take a look at that. And there are still path to membership parts. Um, part four is on Tuesday at 7 p.m. And there's a number of other um, groups and activities throughout the week um, on Zoom. And take a look at the West website on the calendar, and you'll see a lot of activities there. And, and a lot more listed on the screen. Um, I also want to add that um, everyone is welcome, and whether you're formally a member of our congregation or not. So please invite. Um, family, friends, neighbors, uh, whoever you want to share some ways to connect. We also shared a needs and resources assessment with the members. Um, that was a survey. You can still take that, I believe. Correct, Amanda? Yep, you can still take that. That's ongoing. And um, it's ways that we can reach out and support each other. It's also ways that we can share how we can help support others. And feel free to reach out to Amanda or Laura um, anytime if you need pastoral care or support. And thank you all for being here with us this morning. It's been a lot of fun. I invite you now to join in our closing song, Count On Me. Stuck in the middle of the sea I'll sail the world To find you If you ever find yourself lost in the dark And you can't see I'll be the light To guide you We find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends in need you can count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, you'll be there. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. And then you're turning and you just can't fall asleep I'll sing a song beside you And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me Every day I will remind you We find out what we're made of when we are called to help our friends in need You can count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there And I know when I need it I can count on you Like four, three, two, you'll be there Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah
can count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, you'll be there. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. our West band and you all got to see me attempting and then I gave up to um, share the lyrics because we um, are working with a slideshow and audio through the slideshow. We couldn't quite figure out how to keep the audio going and slideshow the lyrics. So hopefully you were singing along at home, um, at least getting a count on me. <laughs> um, that song we've been singing at the last few weeks together and it feels um, so right for this moment and for who we are as a community at this moment. David, I wanna extend my own thanks for your platform today. And um, I am gonna be thinking about thinking forward and thinking backward. I guess I'll be thinking backward when I do that. And thinking now and wandering and making sure that my days have in them time to wander, which I think we can only get if we try to think now. I hope I got that about right. Um, I, I really appreciate that and, um, and it's gonna be sticking with me, um, uh, I know. So thank you so much and thank you to technology for making it possible for David to be with us from uh, Minneapolis, though we would have loved to have been with you in person. It is fantastic to have you with us in this way. And Brian, thank you for being with us from Tacoma Park. And here I am in Silver Spring. And we've got folks all over, um, all over the, the area, all over the country, um, perhaps even all over the world tuning in. We're really, really glad to all be together. I'm gonna share a couple more pieces here um, to make sure that you can join us over in our coffee hour. Um, our coffee hour, unlike our Zoom webinar, is a, um, a Zoom meeting, so we'll be able to see each other. I wanna invite you first to join me in our closing words as we take them out into the week ahead. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, listening for the wisdom we create together. And let us go out into our coffee hour. You can uh, click on the link. I think we're gonna throw it up in the chat right now so that you can uh, just click right there and head over to the Zoom. Yep, Maceo's got it up, thank you so much. If you are new to our community and you would like to get connected or ask us questions, please send an email over to Maceo, our membership coordinator, who would love to connect with you, uh, tell you more about Wes and find ways for you to join us. We have visitors at all of our events. Um, we would love to have you with us for our Zoom check-ins. Um, those are available to all of us. We all need each other right now. I'm gonna see you over in the coffee hour in just a bit. I hope that folks are starting to head that way. And um, I can see yes, uh, second by second, our participants are, are uh, lowering a number and we hope to see you at coffee hour where we'll have a chance to see each other's faces uh, and to connect in. It was remarkable to me last Sunday, just how powerful it was to head over there and to see all of the faces and um, many pets as well. Um, so we hope to have you with us. Matthew has put his um, email there so you can reach him. And um, Adam's added in that great tiny URL Robin created uh, for coffee hour, tiny.cc slash West Coffee Hour. Hope to have you there. And I hope to see many of you throughout the week on Zoom. David, thank you. Brian, thank you. 
Um, Robin, thank you. Maceo, thank you. Thank you to our uh, SEEK folks who are making our uh, SEEK work happen at 1130 Sunday Ethical Education for Kids is online. We are looking forward to being with your children and with you. Thanks to Indara and Laura and Chris and Elise who will be our teachers today. Thank you everyone for being with us, for being together, for showing up this morning. In just a few moments, I'm gonna close out our link here and see you at coffee hour. I'm gonna put that coffee hour link here one more time. Except I spelled it wrong. There you go. All right, I will see you there. <laughs>